0: Welcome to Neither The Time Nor The Space, a podcast about Doctor Who. My name is David, and as always, I am joined by the multitudinous Matt.
1: Hello there.
0: Well, Matt, we have the small matter of the five doctors to attend to this week.
1: At last. At last. Last recording of the year.
0: Yeah. I thought we'd go out, you know, with a a nice juicy one, you know. Since since the start of this podcast, I've known in the back of my head sooner or later we were going to have to tackle the five doctors. You know, twenty yeah. fifth anniversary special, um, and uh, you know, so we got it on the list for really big quiz. One of the one of the goals we wanted to hit, uh, I can't even remember what it was. I mean, I mean, I think it was a fairly conservative goal. Now that I, yeah,
1: we, we uh, blasted think
0: about it, it out of the water long ago. Yeah, well, genuinely. Um, the, the the amounts we've raised so far for Winnie really Big Quiz this year has been astonishing, well above what I expected. It's been absolutely um,
1: mental, David.
0: Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like I'm a stuck record at the moment. But once again, thank you so much to everyone who's donated, you know, whether it's... Um, just a small one-off donation or whether you're one of those people that have, you know, chipped in repeatedly or, you know, what, whatever we, we appreciate every single one. Um, and, um, you've helped to get us to this point to talking about, um, a really special episode of Doctor Who. So I'm sure Matt will be extremely kind and, uh, uh positive about it. <laughs> Well, it's a when good thing you've caught to...
1: me in such a good mood, David.
0: Mm. Uh, why is that, Matt?
1: Uh, I'll hold this up, see if you can hear this on the microphone.
0: Oh, are you treating yourself to a lovely pint tonight?
1: Yeah, yeah, nice crisp cold pint. Uh,
0: oh. what, and what, 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 what are you having?
1: Uh, I don't know. I think it's like a German lager. It's, it's right. called like Heinz backard Bines. <laughs>
0: Oh, sounds delightful. I don't think I've had that one. Is that... Uh, I might have seen it in Aldi. Uh,
1: it's right. got like a, a fruity tang to it. Right. Almost tomatoey in flavour. Yeah.
0: And how would you describe the mouthfeel? Um, bulbous. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Bul- bulbous. Mm. Sounds like an acquired taste, Matt. It's a pint of
1: beans, David. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Oh, I am so happy, Matt. I'm so happy that you've uh, I, I've, the, the tables have finally turned.
1: Yeah, just just remind me what forfeits you're doing this year.
0: Um, I'm. I have to talk to you every week. <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> uh, um. I don't know. I've just weasled out of it this year, haven't I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, next year might be a different story. Who You're knows? bloody
1: lucky. I enjoyed class.
0: <laughs> mm. um, so so yeah. have you
1: have you had have you had a sup yet? Uh, I just had a little. I'll, I'll go for a bigger one.
0: Yeah, have a nice gulp.
1: Have a good swig there. <sighs> I tell you what. The problem isn't isn't the bean. It's the drinking.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. I like can speak
0: from experience The here. slow
1: pour into the mouth.
0: Yeah, uh, just the sensation of... Because, you know, your natural inclination is to chew.
1: Yeah. Now, but, I, um, I'm going open gullet, just pour it down my neck.
0: Yeah. Um, I reckon if I uh, do a
1: couple of big pours, I can get it done.
0: Uh, well, um, certainly I, I wasn't able to take that approach. Um uh, genuinely, one of the most upsetting things I've ever experienced. Yeah,
1: well, it's your turn again next
0: year. Uh, well, I don't know. We'll have to find something different
1: for next year. I think um, um, a pint of beans <laughs> is tradition. People look forward to it. We got we got to find a new
0: twist, haven't we? We can't just yeah. just keep alternating it. Uh, anyway, this is this is a discussion for another time.
1: Yeah. Um, um, whilst you were on with the thank yous. Yes. Uh, I wanted to do some thank yous. I thought I'd do them at the beginning because I'm yeah. pretty certain we did do some on like one of the Christmas episodes, but they're right in the end when everyone will have stopped listening.
0: Yeah, possibly.
1: Okay. So I've got some big thank yous for the year, David. And Love actually, I, I know I said I'm cancelling uh, listener tweets, but I've got some listener highlights of the year we can go through as well in a moment. Oh, lovely. That'll okay. be nice. So, first of all... I want to thank our podcast friends, David.
0: Oh, of which there are many these days. Yeah,
1: I said to you today, I think if you go back to last year's finale of the year, and we made New Year's resolutions, I think I said I wanted us to collaborate more. Yeah. Uh, Oh boy, have we done that. Well indeed, yeah. Okay, so I want to thank the Companion Peace podcast, Mm -hmm. My Adventures in Space and Time, All of Time and Space, Who Can Convince You, The Cloister Bell, and, of course, our friends Married to Who.
0: Yes, indeed. And uh, listeners, if you're not subscribed to Married to Who, one, shame on you, you should be. Uh, Secondly, do keep an eye on their feed. I don't know exactly when it's going to drop, but uh, myself and uh, Ollie and Lily from the Companion piece joined Jake for a little uh, uh, post-Flux roundtable. Um, and it was a really, really lovely discussion. It was really nice to have the opportunity to speak to some other people that actually like Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. and
1: um, of, of course, if you subscribe to the uh, podcast, unsubscribe. <laughs> Just stop listening, because we hate them.
0: Tell me, Matt, do you censor the name of the podcast when you, when you edit these? Oh, yeah,
1: no one will ever know, David, who our <laughs> podcast enemy is.
0: That's reassuring. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And last week, when you were giving your controversial views, I beeped out whatever it is you were talking about. So it Mm. could have been anything, David.
0: It could have been. I'd love to know what people think uh, I was going on about there.
1: Well, Um, as well as podcast friends, David, we've made some new friends this year. Mm -hmm. So I would like to say Merry Christmas to Rod Henderson, to Ariel to James Swifty Swift and the curator BT Flibbity Giggard. I'm sure there's many more, but when I ran through our Twitter feed, those were the first four.
0: I mean, yeah, there there, there are others as well we could mention who've, who've you know, contributed via Twitter and, and, and elsewhere. Um,
1: I wanted to thank some and... of our old friends as well, David. Oh, yes. James Courtney and Kimberley, they've been with us since the beginning. They have, yeah. Yeah. And obviously there's a few others I could mention. But then we move into the elite, David. We can't can't not thank the Marty McLean Hall of Fame. Indeed. Now, I want to thank Marie, Jessica. I forgot that you were the third inductee, David, so I suppose (laughs) I've got to thank you as well. (laughs) And I need to thank Sonia, who... We have already inducted, but people probably haven't heard that yet because it's in one of the Christmas episodes.
0: Yeah, we've recorded a few things out of order to give ourselves a little bit of a break over Christmas. So yeah. my my sense of time, frankly, uh, honestly, I, I'll, it's probably easier to understand uh, the, the uh, chronology of flux.
1: I, I, was, <laughs> I was about to say, David, would you say you're in a state of flux?
0: I I feel like I very much am at this point, because um, yes, this is our this is our last recording. This is the twelfth of December recording this, and then we're basically shuttling up shop for the year. But there should be no interruption to your podcast feed. In fact, there might be another little little Christmas present tucked away in there, in amongst the usual stuff. So, um, yeah, we've we've been uh, you know hard at work recording extras whenever we can and as a result i cannot remember what's come out what hasn't what i've said on podcast what i will say uh in the future but also for me in the past um yeah it's it's completely baffling David, i've been point. doing
1: three podcasts a week including editing i'm so yeah. tired <laughs> but i've saved i've saved the best till last david one big final yeah. thank you to someone very special someone very dear to me who of course without I wouldn't be able to do this podcast Mm -hmm. so it goes without saying David that I've saved the final thank you to my old and dear friend Marty McLean Marty 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 M.A. <laughs> you thought you were getting two thank yous, didn't you?
0: No, I, 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 I knew where we were going with this. Yeah, it's understandable.
1: And anyone who's donated to the of Big Quiz gets a special thank you as well.
0: Absolutely. And you know what? I'm going to throw in anyone who has uh at any point listened to our podcast. Genuinely. That's all it takes as far as I'm concerned. The mere fact that you think what we put out is remotely worthy of your ears is, uh, you know, flattery beyond measure as far as I'm concerned. So thank you so much just for tuning in. It's lovely to have you.
1: Yeah, but your New Year's resolution has to be to tell one person to listen. If you're listening to this now, I'm bestowing that resolution upon you. Oh, crikey. Yeah. Does that include me? Uh no, because you'll just tell me to listen. Well, that's the thing. I don't really have any other friends, so... Yeah. And I told you on day one, je refute. Mm. Yes, indeed. Um, it's just well, not really I... my cup of tea, this.
0: <laughs> I think we've gathered, Matt, to be honest.
1: Yeah. I think
0: if the last three years have uh, proved anything, it's that... Uh, Doctor Who, in particular, is not your tea. It's just
1: not really what I look for in a podcast.
0: You should have just trusted your instincts.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, anyway, too late now. In it for the long haul.
1: Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> um, where do you want to go next, Matt? Shall we do the final uh, TV highlight of the week?
1: Uh, we can do. Have you yeah. watched anything good.
0: Earlier today, on a whim, just, I don't know, if you, have you ever had this problem, Matt? I don't know. It depends um, how much you care about Looney Tunes, uh, I suppose. You can't get them to stream anywhere in the UK, like proper classic Looney Tunes cartoons. Have you ever had this issue? Uh, no. it occurred to you to look? Um... Well, it certainly has me periodically over the years, and I've always found it frustrating. And so, I finally bit the bullet and uh, bought a collection of Wiley e. Coyote um, uh, cartoons on <clears throat> on a uh, a digital video platform, so that I could uh, cast them to the TV and watch them with my son. And uh as i said before you know there's not there are a few things i enjoy uh so much in life as sitting with my son listening to him just uh laughing like a like an absolute lunatic at um a bit of slapstick and needless to say he he very much took um took to uh uh wally Coyote and roadrunner cartoons very quickly oh good um so yeah that was a lot of fun
1: what about you Matt? Uh, I watched a film this morning I would recommend. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's called The Five Doctors. Oh,
0: really? What's it about? Uh,
1: Five of, well, four and a half weird old men go for a walk. Mm -hmm. That's about it.
0: Sounds good. Sounds sort of like uh, quite low-key.
1: No. Uh, I Uh, don't know. I don't know if I've watched any TV this week. I watched Hawkeye. That's still pretty good. Um, yeah. I'm planning a bit of a skive day from work on Wednesday to go watch Spider-Man. Um, that's about it.
0: Yeah. Not a lot else going on.
1: No. Oh, I'll
0: tell you what else I watched uh, and genuinely really would recommend if people haven't checked it out. Uh, Robin Robin on Netflix. Oh, yeah. A, new, yeah. a new sort of Aardman Christmas short film. Uh, genuinely really funny. Um And uh, great, great uh, guest cast, including your favourite actor, Matt, Richard E. Grant, oh, God. as a magpie.
1: Oh, great. In fact, I'll tell you one of my... This isn't a television highlight of the week, but yesterday, uh, my wife and I, uh, as I've mentioned on pod recently, my wife's grandad passed away, mm-hmm. and uh, we were at my wife's nana's house having a bit of a clear out, moving things around, and... Now, bestowed upon to me, David, I now own a sword. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
0: What did he have a sword for? Uh,
1: well, it turns out this sword's like over 100 years old, probably. But my right. wife's granddad's granddad used to work in the like, steel industry on Teesside. Right, And I think he used to make maybe like raw iron gates, that type of thing.
0: Right, And okay. just in
1: his spare time, he's made this beautifully immaculate sword. Wow. And now it's mine. Mm. I'm going to smite my enemies. I'll tell you what, that bloke from the podcast better be watching his back. Mm.
0: One day, people are going to look back and just think to themselves... The warning signs were there. Why didn't we do anything?
1: <laughs> David, ne- next year, first Dungeons & Dragons session of the year, me and Andy have already agreed we're having a sword fight in the garden.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know who to be more scared for in that situation. I, I mean... think he's
1: got, like, a big two-hand claymore. Mine's just a little mm. short bastard sword.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean... You're both. You're both going to be as much of a danger to yourselves as each other yeah. in that situation.
1: Yeah,
0: that's certainly true. Um, but anyway, so um, tell me about your food week, Matt. Has, has your food week been any better than your your TV week?
1: Well, whilst we're talking food, I'm just going to have a gulp of beans if that's okay with you, David. Ah, uh,
0: enjoy yourself. It's nearly Christmas.
1: Oh, oh I'm lumpy! Jealous. Lumpy! Mm. You feel that on the way down. I'll tell you that.
0: You really do. You really do. Um, well, did you I, warm them up, or are they nice and cold? No, it
1: just straight out of. I got one of those. You know the fridge packs with the screw tops.
0: I know the sort. Because
1: yeah. I, I was certain that would be a pint's worth of beans. I thought a tin of beans wouldn't be a full pint.
0: Yes, I think it was. It was one point five. You know, not quite one point five or something. Uh, when I when I them, I I had to crack into a second tin
1: right, well I'm going to say this next bit quietly David, yes because this isn't my food highlight of the week this is my food highlight of the future whoa, okay because for Christmas I've bought my wife, I've booked us both a table at Tommy Banks's Michelin starred restaurant ooh Mm. Now, there's a bit of a story there, because I thought, my wife said, book something. I don't want a gift. I want us to do something nice together. Sorry, just a bit of bean reflux there. Uh, <laughs> Lovely. So, the other night, when I'd been out in York, I was mm. like, oh yeah, that, that's that restaurant. I'll book that. And yeah. I went on the website, and there's an eight-course taster menu, mm-hmm. £50 a head. And I thought, that is outstanding pricing. I'll get yep. that booked. Yeah, right. And what, once I'd paid for it and put my credit card in and everything, I got the email saying that my £50 reservation fee had been paid. <laughs> and do you want to guess how much dinner for two is costing me?
0: Uh, I dread to think. I dread to think. Um, well, if it's £50 for a reservation, presumably, I'm going to say you could probably stick an extra 100 on top.
1: I wish... I got a bit foolhardy, David, because I thought £50 is so cheap. Yes, of course I want the wine accompaniment. Yes, (laughs) of course I want the additional cheese course. My word. So, for for two of us, £400?
0: Ooh. Oh. Wow.
1: Well, you're only young once, aren't you? Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm sure it will be, it will be, I mean, at that price, I... I don't think you'll have any other option but to enjoy it, so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Good should, luck. That should be quite good. Uh, yeah. I just heard my wife coming back in from a run. That's why I was a bit quiet. She might have been oh, outside no, the fine. door. Oh. Um, what have I eaten this week that's been nice? I, I tell you what I've fallen back in love with. A Kinder Bueno. All oh, right. I had yeah. one of them this week, uh... Normally, first thing on the morning, I have, like, a cuppa when I get to work, a nice black coffee for my breakfast. Mm-hmm. But someone had left, like, chocolates in the staff room, like, the day yeah. before. So I helped myself to a bueno. Oh, they're mm. good. I like them. They uh, are
0: good. They are good. I mean, they're no Noppers Nut Bar.
1: No, well, but maybe that might good. that might crop up in a listener highlight of the year. <laughs> um... um. I can't yeah. remember what else I've eaten this week. It might just be that.
0: Wow, going out on a high.
1: There. Yeah, oh, I had some nice sausage and mash yesterday. Mm. That was good.
0: Well, I think what we're going to have to do is do a final check-in on uh, meal of the the year when we record in the new year. Yeah. So it'll be a couple of weeks into the new year when when our listeners are, are finding out what what our final meal of the year. Basically just to determine whether or not our Christmas dinner's trump anything else we've had.
1: Yeah. Well why don't we do meal of the year now and then we'll do meal of the year two Christmas dinner revenge in the new year. Mm.
0: I think that's fair
1: because I I still think my uh, chicken bagel is my meal of the year, my birthday chicken.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, I'll quickly tell you what my meal of the week is, and then I'll I'll let you know whether whether it um trumps my meal current meal of the year. Um, so there's a there's a bit as always. I think it's important to if you want want to really establish how much you enjoyed something, you've got to add a bit of context. So the context for this is yesterday we dropped a little Absorber off at. Um, a uh a christmas party that his nursery was throwing um at little village hall all the kids originally parents were going to be allowed they had to sort of scale back plans on that recently in light of current events um but you know these are kids that he already hangs out with three days a week anyway so it doesn't seem like an enormous risk to have a little knees up with them um And it meant that we had an opportunity to sneak into town for a couple of hours and do some last-minute Christmas shopping. Um, So we did that. It was getting towards lunchtime. And I turned to my partner and said, should we just nip into Thomas the Baker's?
1: Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's the good stuff. Go on.
0: I mean, you can probably guess, Matt.
1: It'd be cheese and onion sandwich. Yes. Cheese and onion
0: sandwich. And honestly... Snarfing that in the car on the way back to pick up little Absorbeloff, uh, with a, with a piping hot coffee um, as well. Just and knowing that you know I had a bag full of um, uh, extra little bits and bobs for his stocking this year. Because oh, that's the other thing. I am I am on Santa duties this year, oh, really? which I didn't, I didn't get to do last year um my mum beat me to it and I was secretly furious (laughs) 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 because I was like you had you go mum this is my one chance to get to be Santa um but anyway so um I, I and I've I've put way too much thought and time into deciding what what I'm going to put in Little Absorbeloff's stocking this year um And so I'd I'd sort of ticked the last few things off my list for that. Um, I was feeling just so jolly, so Christmassy, and eating one of the the best widely available sandwiches in Yorkshire. Yeah. And uh, you know what, Matt? As good as it was to see my father (laughs) and have a curry with him earlier this year, (laughs) <laughs> for the f- you know, first time in, in, in months and months. Um sod it, meal of the year.
1: <laughs> yes. Well I, I was just thinking as you were saying that that like Thomas the Baker's cheese and onion sandwich, it's certainly got the people's vote this year, hasn't it?
0: I feel so like it has. Yeah. Thomas the Baker's in general, I think, has been responsible for more meal of the weeks than uh yeah. than any any other uh purveyor.
1: Well, maybe um, next year when our sponsorship with Knoppers Nut Bars runs out, we can seek Thomas the Bakers for a sponsorship.
0: Oh, I'd be, I'd be more than happy to. Um, you know, they can pay me in cheese straws as far as I'm concerned.
1: Oh, yeah. Right. Should we do listener highlights of the year?
0: Yes. Why not, Matt? Why not?
1: Uh, have you got any favourite moments from the pod this year, David? Other than me watching all of class in one sitting, then drinking a pint of beans whilst you do absolutely nothing,
0: mm, that's been quite nice. Yeah, um, I don't know. Okay, I've got. Hmm, what? What? I don't know. Um, I think as as difficult as you know, we've not we, we we've talked about series eleven and how neither of us loved it <laughs> overall but i will say i've really it's been a delight to finally get to the incumbent doctor mm. that's felt like an achievement uh, so so doing covering women to, to, who felt worth on, on the podcast is probably a highlight for me
1: yeah just think by this time next year we'll be like done yeah. Great.
0: Yes, and we'll just well we will be ending the podcast at that point, won't we? Assume at the moment we catch up.
1: Yeah. I'm yeah, just gonna cause... come to your house and put a big funnel of baked beans through the letterbox.
0: <laughs> um No, we do we do have plans for what we do when we catch up. I think it will be about sort of middle of next year we we finally Yeah, maybe catch up.
1: Yeah. Who knows? Uh
0: but yeah, that's been pretty special. What about you, Matt? Any any highlights?
1: Um, probably Wheelie Big Quiz. I loved it last year, but it's gone from strength to strength this year. Yeah. Uh, Would I Lie to Who was pretty good fun. Yes, it was. It, was. it was for it a while. Into the ground. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking forward to just total reset in the new year. No more meal of the week. Yeah. No more television highlight of the week. Uh, yeah, yeah it be interesting.
0: Yes, it will indeed. Looking forward to it. Um, all right, what, what about our listeners? What, what have they enjoyed this year?
1: Right, well, Kimberly, say hello, David. Hello, Kimberly. Said she enjoyed the shock that I actually quite enjoyed class. Much to my own and everyone's shock. Sorry, it was a surprise highlight how much sanity I had left afterwards.
0: <laughs> yes. I I've you see the thing is I've not listened to that bonus episode because I don't want to spoil myself on class.
1: Oh, you missed it. I that. do
0: intend to watch it at some point, but uh uh yeah, I'll I'll get around to it. And certainly as soon as I finish watching class, the first thing I'm going to do is listen to that.
1: All right. James Swift says his favorite memory was how excited he got when he finally caught up to his first shout out in the episode where we review class. Ah. Oh. Uh, There's a bit of a running theme here, because BT Flibbity Giggard says their highlight was me becoming one of three people interested in the class audio adventures, (laughs) okay, and also using this opportunity to say, David, you're a coward, drink the beans. You know you want uh, the listeners' tweets to turn on each other in the next series.
0: I genuinely don't. <laughs> I'm finding all of the, the fan discourse at the moment quite exhausting.
1: Right. Uh, Frank says his highlight was seeing me go from indifference towards Capaldi as the Doctor to loving him. Uh, it made them feel as if they were, were experiencing that feeling for themselves all over. Yeah.
0: You know what, actually, can I add that as a, high, uh, uh, as a highlight for me as well? Just... The in- getting to do the entire Capaldi era again. Just getting mm. to revisit. Because, my God, that's a great run, isn't it? Like, it's got some ups and downs, but take it as a whole. That is a really great run of TV.
1: Uh, Frank also says they enjoy the way that the edit- episodes are edited at the minute. I think he means the yeah. Martin McLean theme song.
0: Yeah, I mean, just the fact that you put any effort into it. Yeah. I think it's what he's referring to there. You
1: know, if I'm on a one on the scale, that's still infinitely more than the zero you put in. Oh, absolutely. Uh, James Courtney says, Nopper's nuts were a delightful discovery. Mm-hmm. And Cloyster Bell Pod says, The highlight of the year is the time that I went off the rails and stole a breakfast. And the lowest point this year was when David beat their questions in the Wheelie Big Quiz. <laughs>
0: Uh well, they're never going easy on me again, are they?
1: <laughs> no, no. Well, it's not their choice this week, because you're up against me.
0: Oh, crikey, shall we do it then?
1: Yeah, let me just have a, a gullet full of beans first. Yes. Yum,
0: yum, yum. <laughs> oh, mm. I'm jealous. I'm, I'm just having to make do with a boring old cup of tea, like usual.
1: Ah, uh, Next year, David, you don't know what's coming. <laughs>
0: I genuinely don't. I mean, to be honest, nobody does. That's sort of the point about.
1: Uh, no, I'm uh, going to make some, some sort of George's work. marvelous medicine for you, out of beans and just like assorted tin vegetables into some sort of horrible grim casserole.
0: <laughs> oh, that's just giving me flashbacks to uh, my performance art days, um, where I once I once did a did a sort of. Dadaist puppet show that involved copious amounts of vomit and we used um, used uh, chunky vegetable soup to represent the vomit and genuinely it was one of the most upsetting things for both performers and audience
1: (laughs) You are a one aren't
0: you (laughs) Yeah
1: Right, really big quiz Really big quiz Okay, so, David, would you like some numbers? I would. Right. This week, David, I'm pretty certain last week, I was like, come on, guys, we can nearly make £500. Come on, just a little donation. Uh, This week, we smashed £600, David. Really? Yeah. We got another giant donation.
0: Excellent. So who, who's uh, who's dug deep this week? Uh,
1: it's our old friend, Jake, from the Married to Who podcast.
0: Ah, uh, what a good egg he is.
1: I'm not sure of the translation from American, but he gave us 100
0: bucks. Wow. American bucks.
1: American bucks. Um, uh, so, yeah. Do you know what well, that means, David?
0: What does that mean, Matt?
1: It means... Just shush, just shush. A little bit quiet, please. You might be hearing a noise, David. Can you hear it?
0: I'm not sure that I can, Matt.
1: Can you hear that noise? No. No, you haven't heard it yet. I need to edit it in, sorry. <laughs> okay. I see. So what you should be hearing, David, post-edit, yes. is the sound of the Martin McLean Hall of Fame doors opening. Oh. It's latest inductee. <laughs> now, do we just induct Jake or do we induct the whole Married to Who podcast?
0: Ah, oh, throw the lot of them in. They're all yeah. great, great people.
1: Yeah, get them in. Welcome, welcome. And then we welcome welcoming them in, David. Then we lock the door behind them. <laughs> like, you're here forever. <laughs>
0: may never leave.
1: Yeah. So, yes. current total David. 609 pounds 95 pence.
0: That's amazing,
1: which if you add gift aid to takes it to 676 pounds 69 pence, which is Fantastic. over double what we raised last year. Yeah. That's uh,
0: what can we say? Thank you so much everyone.
1: Yeah, across both Seven. years, David, we've, we're over a thousand pounds. Yeah, you know what that means.
0: What does that mean, Matt?
1: What did we say we'd do if we raised a thousand pounds?
0: Hang on, one moment, Matt. We said we set it as a goal for this year. If we raised one thousand pounds this year,
1: yeah, which we've done.
0: <clears throat> we have not.
1: Hmm. <laughs> what we need to do? I know,
0: I know you're keen, Matt. I know you're keen but we we we've got to we got to we can't bend the rules we can't shift the goalposts just you know to indulge your whims I mean what I will say is if we follow this same sort of trajectory in terms of uh, exponential growth then next year we are very much on course for raising a thousand pounds
1: what what if I fill my mouth with beans, then we kiss and I pass all the beans into your mouth.
0: I mean, that certainly does make it more tempting. There we go. But then we'll
1: both be doing beans and we get a yeah. kiss. Uh,
0: but I, I, I still, uh, I'm a stickler for rules, Matt. We <sighs> said £1,000 this year. I mean, to be fair, donations are still open.
1: I mean, Sometimes, David, it's just like you don't want to kiss me at all. <laughs>
0: I'm not saying that, Matt. Of course I want to kiss you, but, you know, my hands are tied.
1: Right. Are you ready for some questions?
0: Yes. Yes, please.
1: Okay. For the final time this year, David, are you sitting comfortably?
0: I am indeed. Right. I'm wearing my special quizzing pants.
1: Are you? I've got a big, thick fisherman's jumper on at the minute and I am sweating like mad.
0: I'm... uh, Genuinely, I haven't even mentioned, I am sporting my Doctor Who Christmas jumper at the moment.
1: Oh, very nice.
0: It's got little TARDISes on it, little Daleks, some snowflakes, which I assume is a reference to the great intelligence in the snowmen. Mm
1: -hmm. Or just Christmas in general.
0: No, it's definitely the great intelligence. Um, I don't know if there are any... uh, I don't think there are any weeping angels on here. Maybe. Uh, But anyway... um, Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty comfy. I'm... Cozy, even.
1: Now, question one, David. Comes from yes. the category Time Lords. Yes. Okay. Now, this year, the popular podcast, Neither the Time Nor the Space,
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: befriended a Time Lord known as the Curator. Mm-hmm. Now, The curator's true name is known but only to a few, David. Mm. I would like you to correctly spell flibbity Giggard.
0: Okay. Uh, F-L-I-B-B-E-R-T-Y-G-I This is where it gets tricky. I think it's double G... E T.
1: Correct. Wow. <laughs>
0: I've seen it enough times on my Twitter feed. Wow. Uh,
1: it's really sunk in there. Yes, so, indeed. That's one pound for the week, David. Excellent. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm really struggling with the beans.
0: <laughs> it's not pleasant, is it, man? No. <laughs> it's... Um, like... Where, where are you at on a, on a scale of, like, um, mild inconvenience to genuinely traumatic?
1: Uh, where are you on that
0: scale at the moment?
1: I think it's it, I'm just a, quite unpleasant.
0: Yeah. Just wait until you, we, we're, like, most of the way through the episode, and you've still got, like, a third of the pint left.
1: Oh, David, I've smashed it. I've done about a third so far. Mm. All I've right. been doing big gulps.
0: Right, yeah. question
1: two comes from... Companions. David. Yep. The popular Doctor Who podcast, neither the time nor the space, yes. Has many friends. We do. But only few make it to the hallowed halls of the Marty McLean Hall of Fame. Yeah. Please name every member inducted in the Marty McLean Hall of Fame. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I've made my life harder by myself by saying throw in all of the Married to Who lot. Can I count that as one?
1: I will, I will allow it.
0: Okay, so you've got all of Married to Who. Yep. You've got Marty
1: McLean, obviously. Weirdly, Marty McLean's not in the Hall of Fame. It's, oh, is he not? It's just named after him. I didn't know that. Yep. <laughs> it's a bit of a slight, oh. isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah I, I do I hadn't realized that was canon. I don't know whether Marty ha- knew that. I, no, don't. I
1: don't think we've ever inducted him, we've just named <laughs> it after him. <laughs> okay,
0: all right. Um so I don't like lose points for wrong answers though. No, no,
1: no.
0: Okay. So Married to Who? Uh Jessica Wommel uh Sonia who who you know was a recent inductee who um with her very generous donation um there is someone I'm forgetting. Um Marie Yep Um Is that everyone?
1: You've got one yeah. more to go.
0: One more to go. Who is it? It's not James Swift, is it? No. No. Don't be silly.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: Oh it's me. It's you! <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, our podcast is getting dangerously self-indulgent these days <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah we made a, f- a hall of fame just to put you in it <laughs> alright what's next alright question three comes from episodes and stories right now David popular Doctor Who podcast neither the time nor the space mhm has been running all year. We've had a great year on Reflection. But including bonus episodes, how many episodes have we released this year? Oh, my word. Not Um, including the one we're currently recording.
0: So, up until time of recording, then, basically. So, we have got... How many... I'm just going to try and do a bit of... uh, Back of an envelope math. So we've got two releases left for the year, Uh um, including the one that we're recording right now. So I'm going to say that gives us 50 standard episodes. And then the question is, how many bonus episodes have we released this year? Certainly the one you did for Class... Have we released any other, like, in-between episode bonus episodes this year? I don't know that we have. So I'm going to say 51. David, you are correct. Yes! There there was
1: one bonus episode. Ah, I've miscalculated. At the start of the the year, but we recorded it and released it as our Saturday episode. Well, there you go. It was just a silly one. where we, I think it was where we did our secret Santa.
0: Ah, oh, that one, yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Right, David, are you ready for question four? I am. Okay. Popular Doctor Who podcast, neither the time nor the space. Mm-hmm. Every year likes to raise a little bit of money through their notoriously excellent Wheelie Big Quiz.
0: We do, yes.
1: Now, my birthday marks the beginning of the Wheelie Big Quiz, David. (laughs) Can you please tell me the date of my birth?
0: Now, it's very close to my partner's date of birth. And I can't remember if it's slightly before or slightly after. I want to say it's the day after.
1: So I'm going to say the 15th of October. Uh, Can I have the year as well, please?
0: Oh, um, right. Okay. Now, your... You're, I think, one year, maybe two years older than me. Is it eighty four? It's
1: nineteen no, eighty five. Eighty five. So you're only one year older than me. Then, right? uh, I might year, give yeah. you that though, because you got the date yeah.
0: right. No, it's all right. No, I, 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 I didn't. I, my, I was gonna say eighty four, and then I, I, I uh, sorry, eighty five, and then I, I, you know, got in my own head, Matt. Right. I double guessed myself.
1: The next question, David, comes from cast, crew and beyond. Yeah. And I'm going to warn you, we're going beyond.
0: Yeah, I had a feeling we might.
1: Earlier this year, David,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: we reached the top 100... Sorry, I'm going to rephrase that question.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Popular Doctor Who podcast, neither the time nor the space, reached the top 100 for the iTunes podcast chart in Singapore what yeah. number did we reach on that chart
0: oh, i can't remember now i'm um, so i'm just going to have to do i get do i get a multiple choice on this or i've just got to pick yeah, a number you can have and multiple
1: choice if you'd like yeah right did we come first second third fourth Fifth,
0: sixth. All <laughs> oh, right, okay, seventh. okay, right, okay. Right, I'm gonna I'll, say... give you, I'll
1: give you the real options. Okay. Did we come 70th, mm. 75th, 80th, or 85th?
0: I'm going to say 85th.
1: It is. We came 85th.
0: Yeah. The only
1: time we've ever charted on iTunes.
0: Yeah, riding high off that ever since. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Are you ready for the last one,
0: David? I am. Yes. Okay. Last weedy big question of, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, technically not because uh, we've got another episode coming next week, and there'll will be there'll be some weedy big quiz action next week as well. But that's an even more special one than this, if you can imagine such a thing, listeners.
1: Right.
0: Um, but certainly in terms of recording, this
1: is the last one. This is it. Here we go for another Sat year. Sad to see it go, Matt. David. Hello. Popular. Doctor Who podcast, neither the time nor the space, recently came 33rd in a list of Doctor Who podcasts to look out for, which Doctor Who podcast is commonly accepted to be the worst.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now... I don't know whether it's... it's you've had a historic vendetta against one podcast, but that's recently been usurped by a more recent one. So I'm going to go with recency bias and say that um, the correct answer, according to you, would be the podcast.
1: David, that is absolutely correct. <laughs> Radio Free Scarrow, I apologise. <laughs> okay, it was just a JP, I was just swinging at one of the big boys. Mm-hmm. But, if the podcast is listening, why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> Alright? You've got beef with us, boy.
0: I've never even listened to them. I've absolutely no idea where this is coming from, really, Matt.
1: It's absolute f**k. <laughs> their, their show.
0: Um. um.
1: But if you listen to our Christmas episodes, I'll explain. I explain fully why I've got a vendetta against another podcast. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna see them in the dust next year. Yes.
0: Well then, well thank you, Matt, and and that that wraps it yep. for um, for the old uh, wee bit quiz this year.
1: Yeah. Goes out. Not with a bang.
0: <laughs> but with, you know, quite a lot of vitriol.
1: Yeah. I think maybe a slope of beans will calm me down.
0: Yeah, give it a go. Uh,
1: uh, that one was mainly juice. <laughs> oh,
0: That was a wet one. <laughs> All right then, Matt. Um... What do our listeners have to say about the five doctors?
1: Uh, I don't care, David. <laughs> Come on, one, one last time. One last time for old times' sake. Yeah. Right. Hold on. I can't even remember how I put anything out for this. It's Christmas. I can't be bothered.
0: I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did.
1: Um. Oh, here we go. Right. Five doctors. Shall we start with recent inductees to the Martin McLean Hall of Fame, David? The Married to Who podcast?
0: I think we probably should.
1: Okay. They say this is exactly what they want from an anniversary special. Just bang in many, as many cameos as you can. Who cares if it doesn't make sense? Pay attention, RTD. Mm-hmm. Next up, James Swifty Swift. Yep. Yeah. Says, cards on the table. I haven't seen it for about 15 years at this point. It was my first classic episode and I remember I didn't really get it. I might give it a rewatch to see if I understand it with more context. And then he later sent us a message saying, just watched it. I think it's my favourite classic episode. Each returning doctor brings their unique characteristics and I really enjoyed actually getting the references now that I've seen more Classic Who.
0: Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I think it ends up being a lot of people's first exposure to Classic Who. And I totally get it because it's like you're getting a lot of bang for your buck in terms of multiple classic Doctors. But I honestly think it's a terrible introduction to classic Doctor Who. Um, so I'm not surprised. I mean, if, if you'd seen this first, it would have put you off classic Doctor Who, wouldn't it? Mm.
1: And uh, we all know you love it now. If you've seen it after 160 episodes of recording a podcast, it still put you off classic Who. yeah uh, <laughs> Next up, BT Flippity Giggard. Say hello, David. Greetings, curator. Who says, love it. It makes zero sense. It's a mess, but it brings in so many exciting cameos and has so many iconic moments that I really don't care. The brigadier punching the master made me laugh out loud the first time I saw it. Yeah, we'll address that moment, I'm sure. Okay. Next up, who can convince you, Pod? Say hello, David. Hello, they say, this is Sunday Afternoon Who. Terry Dick's writing a story for everyone that keeps you interested all the way through. you think that some parts would feel shoehorned, but not for me. All the parts come together for what is a nice ending of the story. It's a shame Hartnell was snuffed it by this time, and Tom Baker is busy being annoyed at the Gents Club. <laughs> Davison is strong here, and Pertwee relishes the chance to be the Doctor again. Troughton, what hasn't been said, he's brilliant. Electric on screen and loving every moment. I think that's a sort of jab because we had a real argument on this week's uh, live show, David.
0: Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. I saw it. Yeah, you you uh, you came clean about your your, your feelings towards Troughton and uh, people they they didn't know how, they didn't know uh, how to respond. Really, did they?
1: <laughs> no, no. It turns out, turns out maybe I'm in the minority when it comes to Troughton.
0: I think you rather are. I'm going to have to try really hard next time we do a
1: Troutman story. Yeah. Right. Next up, the All of Time and Space pods Say hello, David. Hello. They say, this is my idea of comfort viewing. Uncle Terrence does an incredible job of putting a story together from the ever-changing list of requirements sent out by JNT. I saw this as it was broadcast on BBC One in 1983. And the associated nostalgia probably explains my affection for it mm-hmm. right, next up, Rod Henderson, say hello, David. Hello, Rod says it's an absolute mess that doesn't make as much sense as they th- hoped, but I love every second of it. It's silly and fun, and there's devastatingly terrifying slight slope. There's some really fun interactions, and if you don't take it too seriously, it's a good story-hmm. Okay, now, the final tweet, David, the final listener tweet ever... Yeah. ...comes from James Courtney. Ah, hello, James. And to quote Peter Davison, David, that's how it all started. (laughs) He says, Oh, this is my last opportunity to write a long rambling thread. Well, then, it's quite a fun romp that is probably more successful than it has any right to be, considering it's really just the three and a half doctors.
0: Mm-hmm. It is. It's, um, yeah. Should we just address that, Matt? Like, w- were you expecting Five Doctors when I told you we were watching The Five Doctors?
1: I mean, in an episode titled The Five Doctors, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was.
0: Yeah. How did you feel when you realised that you were getting uh, three real doctors, one fake doctor and uh, one archive footage doctor?
1: <laughs> um, I just feel... It wouldn't be the three doctors I'd have picked.
0: <laughs> what would have you be, what would have been that's an interesting one, Matt. If you could do a new five doctor story, which doctors would you have in it?
1: Capaldi. Yeah. Smith.
0: Yeah. Eccleston. Mm-hmm.
1: Just to get him back. Yeah. McGann. Pertwee.
0: That's that's your um your magic. Yeah. Combination of doctors.
1: I mean, strong picks. Maybe just five Pertwees.
0: <laughs> that I could go for, for definitely. Um, or maybe yeah. even
1: five Ecclestons just to really torment his return.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm so fascinated to think what they're going to do for the 60th. Who knows? You know, Cause, cause, uh, Whittaker will have just regenerated. So, yeah. I mean, do you do it? Do you do a brand new Doctor for the 60th anniversary? Can you do that? Do they stunt cast some? You know, somebody who's like a one-off. Do they? Um, do they just like hit pause on the regeneration, do some other random story with whoever they can get, and then come back on? Into I, who knows? I mean, we'll find out. We'll find out that, you know, in a couple of years' time. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, um, yeah. Well, well it, it, may be, it maybe isn't the five Doctors we were hoping for, but it's the five Doctors we've got. So let's talk about it, shall we?
1: Right. So the five Doctors, David. Yes. Written by Terence Dix. The very same. Directed by Peter Moffat. It is the 20th anniversary special, mm-hmm. and it aired the 23rd of November, 1983.
0: Except for in the UK. Really? Wait, yeah, I had to wait another two days for it. Oh,
1: God.
0: So, like, two days after the actual anniversary. Thanks, BBC.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> the rest well, of the
0: world got it first, though. Anyway.
1: <laughs> it starts with the first Doctor's farewell. Yeah. Okay. And then we see a castle. It's,
0: I mean, let's be honest. It's. It is nice that they included that clip, you know. Mm. You know, have a bit of proper Hartnell in there.
1: I don't I know. know. I think the guy that in this, he he's the real first Doctor to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, I don't want to be. I don't want to spend the whole episode from this point on just bashing, Hartnell, but I. I. It. It must be said. He's not good in this, is he? Um, He just seems bored by like he's. It looks like he is just there to collect a paycheck.
1: Yeah, maybe he is good on him. No shame in (laughs) honest money.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't do it for me.
1: Right. So we're in a castle. Turlo's doing a little bit of a drawing. Good to see him. I'm a fan. Yeah. Davison is just having a bit of a tidy up in the TARDIS where he talks to Tegan.
0: Yeah. How are you feeling about Davison these days?
1: Uh, I think this is the best I've seen him.
0: Yeah. I like him as a a doctor. He's just so chill. Yeah. Compared to the other doctors.
1: Yeah, he's not bad in this. I quite like him. Yeah. Right. Uh, They all go outside to see Turlo and they're at the Eye of Orion. Hmm. And some bad guy is watching David. Dun dun dun. He kidnaps Fake Hartnell. I didn't know that guy's name, so he's called Fake Hartnell all the way through my notes. Yep, yeah, it's fair and enough. Turns him into a toy. Yeah. Now, David, you're a little bit younger than me, so I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but uh, have you ever experienced cosmic angst?
0: Uh I've had my moments. I've had I've had the odd twinge.
1: Have you ever been so angst-ridden, it goes through the cosmos?
0: Yeah, it's a lovely phrase, isn't it? Mm. Cosmic angst.
1: Right. Good band name. Yeah. Right, Brigadier Lethbridge-Stewart is retiring. And he's having a little party. But as we know, no party's complete.
0: (laughs) Without the second Doctor.
1: Without Patrick Troughton.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, f- before before Troughton makes his appearance, how did you feel to see, see the Brig on screen again?
1: Uh, again, this isn't my favourite incarnation. I prefer it where he's a big robot shooting off into space. <laughs> I just thought all the way through this, like, why did they choose a better version of the first Doctor but a worse version of the Brigadier?
0: Well, you know, they weren't to know at the time.
1: Let me write the 60th. (laughs) I'll do it properly.
0: I would be fascinated to see your script for the 60th. Fascinated.
1: They both get turned into toys, Yeah. and Davison says his past is fading. Mm -hmm. Okay. Pertwee's just, like, bombing it round in his car, Bessie. Yeah. Uh, I like it when he like goes, oh, great balls of fire. Um... (laughs) But he gets turned into a toy as well. Yeah. And Davison is being diminished. He has to find his other selves. Mm hmm. Okay. K9 didn't expect to see him. Good to see him. Affirmative. He senses danger and tells Sarah Jane, who is too big and too clever to listen to warnings. She's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I just write in my notes Is she wearing an outfit made of purple bin bags?
0: It looks that way. Does I was gonna say her outfit in this is shocking.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean the eighties in general was was, you know, very touch and go when it came to fashion. It had its moments, but but this is not one of them.
1: No. No. Then we yeah. see Tom Baker. He's just having a little punt with Romana. Yes. And he's seemingly not toyed.
0: Yes. Now. Are you aware of the behind-the-scenes uh, reasons for? No, not really. The use? Okay, so, uh, Davison had been in the world, what a couple of years, maybe at this point. Not you know, Tom Baker had not since, uh, not long since, hung up his hat as the Doctor. He was politely asked. He um, somewhat politely refused. Uh, they had a little panic, they didn't know what to do about it, and then they remembered that they had on the shelf um, scenes that were shot for a story called Sharda,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which was never completed because of a uh, a BBC strike. Right, okay. So they had all of these like unused scenes of him and Romana, um, and they were like, oh, I guess we just dust some of those off. And just try and squeeze a couple of clips in.
1: (laughs) And that's exactly what they do here. So, did they do that without him knowing?
0: Um, I I expect so. I don't think they would have had to have asked his permission to use it. You know, it would have been BBC property. Wow. I'm sure he would have gotten paid, you know, you know, some kind of royalty fee for... You know, there are, there are laws around. you Can't use an actor's appearance without, uh, or or have them appear on screen and saying lines without, you know, certain basic rates. Yeah. Of pay, but they probably won't have paid him much above that because <laughs> they because they didn't ask him to do any new work for it. Um. But yeah, I mean, the the whole this whole story is basically one big problem-solving exercise from terence dicks to be like okay who have we got available who haven't we got how can i fit a story around that
1: because um i have seen some of the promotional like yeah. photos where it's the madam tussauds tom baker
0: yes yeah
1: <laughs> just a joke isn't it
0: it is but you know it's it's kind of fun uh, and it, ultimately it just makes Tom Baker seem like a bit of a curmudgeon. And I think he, he has said in interviews so Subsequently, he kind of regrets his decision. Uh, like, but to be fair also, he'd been playing the doctor for such a long time. He was desperate to move on, not feel too typecast, cast, do other things. Um, so it's understandable that he just might have just not been quite at a point where he was ready to, to step back into it. But, um, Interestingly, it was almost a similar story for uh, the 50th anniversary. You know, Stephen Moffat has gone on record as saying that there was a point where the only person he had on contract for that episode was Clara. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so he actually, there was a, he said that there was an early draft uh, which had the working title of the No Doctors.
1: Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> because he just didn't know if he was going to get anyone, to, to any doctors to work with. Um so yeah, these these anniversary specials can be a real headache because you've got so much to tip your hat towards, so many people that you could potentially could have in, but it's like, one, are they available at the time that when you can, we actually need to shoot this? How do you how do you write a story with, in this case, four lead characters, all with roughly the same skill set? Um. Yeah, it's a challenge. Um, and I think the fact that it's remotely entertaining is a small miracle.
1: Yeah. Right, so... Um, Davison faints. At this point, yes. Sarah Jane gets turned into a toy. Uh, Tegan and Turlow come to help Davison, but he fades away because he has also been toyed. Yeah. Uh, We find out the TARDIS is nowhere in no time.
0: Oh, that doesn't sound great. No.
1: But then we have a meeting of the inner council. Yeah. And and I put, they seem to be time lords. They are. They are. Yeah. Okay. And they're joined by the master.
0: Yes. Now, you've not seen Anthony Ainley's master yet, have you?
1: No, and I wish I had, because he is gorgeous. (laughs)
0: Ha! He's, he really—he's a real scenery chewer, isn't he?
1: He's—he is, he is beautiful. <laughs> like I took one look at him and I was all in. Because <laughs> uh, I was trying to think. Because I've seen Missy, I've seen John yep. Sim,
0: yeah,
1: I've seen yep. the Master in Thingy, demons, uh,
0: yeah, uh, which is Delgado, and obviously you saw Jacoby as well.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, he does. Yeah. I was like, this guy, this guy's money. <laughs> yeah. I was a big fan. Yeah. One of my favourite bits of this episode. Okay. Yeah. Now, they say, if you rescue the Doctor, we'll offer you additional regenerations. Yeah.
0: Because that's part of... That's... it. Leading up to this, this is this is the master that has stolen the body of Nyssa's uh, father. Right, okay. So, um, he's out of regenerations at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right, so. Uh, Fake Hartnell meets Susan in a hall of mirrors. Yeah. And they're chased by a Dalek.
0: Yeah. Okay. Give it a little shove at one point. Yeah which is uh, nice. A, 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 a bring back Dalek roughhousing. Yeah, just push it. I, I really want an, a, a new Dalek story where, you know, there's scenes of just people just shoving them in, in ponds and things.
1: Yeah. Um, so we find out they're in the death zone, yes. sapping energy from the Eye of Harmony. Yes. Is the Eye of Harmony what we've saw, seen in the film?
0: Yeah, the Eye of Harmony, I've never been clear on it, to be honest, because there are times when it's suggested that it's, like, one thing that, like, feeds into all the TARDISes and it's sort of, like, helps to power them. But also sometimes, like, in the film, I'm pretty sure it's, like, it's within the TARDIS itself. It is, so, yeah. like, every TARDIS has their own Eye of Harmony. It's, as usual with Doctor Who lore, it is incredibly vague and uh, contradictory.
1: Right. Davison wakes up and explains what's going on for a bit. Yeah. And then fake Hartnell and Susan kill a Dalek by making it shoot into mirrors and its laser gets all blasted round.
0: Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Good idea. Hadn't been done before I don't think. And uh, I'd like that also good Dalek explosion. Like... You know, you really, you know, you see the little squid guy inside and it's, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah.
1: Then Troughton and the brig see something Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and the brig is grabbed through a stone wall. Yeah. And then they run for a little bit and Troughton runs like a man who has never run before. (laughs) Like, he understands what walking is the concept of running seems to be lost on him. Yes. Uh, Much like the concept of rescue is lost on Pertwee, when Sarah Jane falls down the smallest (laughs) incline, and he's just like, here, I'm going to drag you up with my car.
0: (laughs) What are you you talking about? It, It was a deadly cliff edge.
1: Are you kidding me?
0: No, there, there, she. She. Had, there was no way she could have just casually stood up and walked up that herself, yeah. without even needing to use her hands. No, no, <laughs> chap.
1: You know this slight embankment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, you... I, I, I. have no doubt. In in Terence Dix's head, it was a much grander scene, and it was simply a case of look. We've got twenty minutes to shoot this thing before the light goes. This is the steepest embankment we can safely do it on. Let's just get it shot and in in the can we can all go home and have our tea. Uh, I can only say The cinematography lets
1: it down because they just stood on the road pointing the camera at the floor and just like, Oh no. I think they they would
0: (laughs) They were all trying their best. Um, like, the, the whole... I, I do think it's it's so noticeable with this that, like, all of the location stuff, it really is just a dank quarry in late October. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's bare trees and, like, mist. Like, I I, I I can only imagine all their costumes were, like, sodden by the end of the shoot.
1: i tell you what. I don't know if he's wearing it at the minute, but later on, Pertwee's, like, cape coat thing. Oh. I I love that. It's
0: glorious. Comfortable and stylish.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, he drags her up this short embankment with his car. (laughs) Yeah. And Davison needs to signal the others, but he faints again. Thankfully, Fake Hartnell and Susan have seen the TARDIS and meet Teagan and Turlow. Yeah. Okay. Davison wakes up and Fake Hartnell tells Teagan to go make the tea.
0: Yes, yeah. So, all of those people like moaning about the characterization in uh, Twice Upon a Time and how it was so disrespectful to the first doctor, they do exactly the same gag here, basically.
1: Mm. And Tegan's such a feminist that she immediately just goes and makes the tea. <laughs> she's, she
0: rolls her eyes first.
1: She's like, I'm going to stand up for him by doing exactly <laughs> what he wants. Right. The high counselors. And, and to sent- be fair,
0: she 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 rolls her eyes and she's resistant, and Davison's just like I'll oh, just humour him, um, so it's more just like just playing along with her mate. Yeah. Right. But uh, anyway, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I I I, I, I do defend Tegan. You 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 were, were mean to Tegan last week about her uh, about uh, Janet Fielding's acting uh, when when in fact it was just you hadn't clocked that she was Australian. Yeah. Um, And, uh, yeah, I I will stand up for Tegan. Yeah.
1: Now, I thought her acting was great. You are in for a surprise. (laughs) Right. Um, So, the High Council send the Master on his way. He finds a corpse. And it turns out they've been on Gallifrey this whole time in the death zone. Yeah. Okay. The Brig and Troughton head for Rassilon's tomb. Mm Mm-hmm. And Davison wants to go to the tower, which is the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Pert so tweeds... I'll just
0: say say here because I don't really know a good time to say it, but it was it was a pervading thought I was, as I was watching it this time. All of the stuff in the Death Zone and Rassilon's tomb really feels like a eighties choose your own adventure book to me. Yeah. It really has that vibe. Just all these little set pieces. It's like you know, oh, you encounter a Raston warrior robot. Do you a go and hide behind some rocks, or do you b try to to fight it? If 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 b turned to page sixty eight. You know, it, it it's all that kind of stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but you know, I quite like that. That's I mean, that's genuinely nostalgic for me as someone who. Very much was partial to a choose your own adventure story,
1: right? So basically, everyone's going to this tower, Pertwee yeah. and Sarah Jane going there too. The master sees them and shows Pertwee the seal of the high council to prove he's yeah. there to help. Yeah, uh, but as soon just, as it,
0: just it, a gaudy bit of tat, isn't it?
1: Yeah, <laughs> as soon as it all kicks off, though, Pertwee just deserts him. Yeah, okay. Now, Troughton thinks Rassilon might have brought them here. Mm-hmm. So I was all in on this. I thought, like, I'm intrigued to see what Rassilon's up to. Yeah. that's like I'm a bit of the lore I'm not that familiar with. Yeah, I was I'm, to... I'm
0: trying to remember. Uh, let me just double check. I think this is the story that introduces the concept of Rassilon.
1: Oh, really? First appearance, the five doctors. Last yeah, appearance, hell-bent. There you go. Well, I never. Yeah. Okay. So, Davison wants to turn off the force field in the tower, uh, and he tells Fake Hartnell to pilot the TARDIS so they can get in, get whatever it is, and get out quickly. Yeah. But the TARDIS scanners picked up more doctors. But David, where is Tom Baker? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Troughton and Brig enter the tower as Davison meets the Master. The Cybermen are all watching and plan to steal the TARDIS and eventually they shoot the Master. Davison uses the Master's transmat to go to the High Council whilst Tegan runs off with Susan. So just as everything's about to kick off and they're going to shoot the Doctor, he beams himself away. Yeah. Okay, the Master attempts to join force with the Cybermen, and Fake Hartnell says, oh, well, I'll go to the tower now, since Davison's gone. Okay, now, this is where things get real spicy, David.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Because Davison tells the High Council the time scoop's been used by a Time Lord traitor. Tell you what, that is so spicy, I'm going to have some beans to cool me down. I'm down to pretty much, I think, one mouthful of beans left. Is it uncouth if I use a spoon?
0: Do what you got to do, I guess, Matt. Uh, I... Well, in fact, no. No. Because you don't drink with a spoon, Matt.
1: I don't know. You do some hot chocolates if you've got a bit of cream at the bottom. Nah,
0: I'm putting my foot down. you got to down it properly.
1: All right. What if it's like a cup of tea where your biscuit's broken off and you have to put your fingers in the cup to get it out? And I <laughs> finger beans into my mouth.
0: No, you just got to let gravity do its thing. We could it be here takes on time. That.
1: Yep. Right. Uh, where are we up to? So, uh, the recall device that the doctor used turns out had a homing beacon inside it. Dun, dun, dun. And the castellan is arrested. The end. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Turlo and Susan notice the Cybermen approaching, and Troughton and the Brig are in a cave. Yeah.
0: Now, are you not warming to Troughton with, with this stuff? The way he plays off the Brigadier
1: is great in this story. No, I am with bloody Pertwee bullying him where he calls him like the little short dumpy one and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, alright, alright, alright. Yeah. Like, if it was a night in the pub, Mm -hmm. and it was me, you, Pertwee, and Troughton, like, me and Pertwee, we'd be, like, on the pool table. You and Troughton would be sat in the corner, supping your ale.
0: (laughs) Or we'd be having a lovely conversation, I'm sure. No,
1: you'd be trying, but he'd bring his little flute out. (laughs) Or the pub would be too cramped. And he'd have his big fur coat on and there wouldn't be appropriate size. And you'd be like, can you just uh, just move across a bit? <laughs> he's selfish, he's thoughtless, he's trouble. Right. All right. Pertwee and Sarah Jane see a Raston. I've never seen one of these before.
0: No, and you'll never see one again. I'm pretty S- sure they're one and done.
1: Sexy, sexy Raston robot.
0: Oh, it's so good, isn't it?
1: You you know that episode of The Simpsons where Homer's like, oh, stupid, sexy Flanders because he's got his really tight bum cheeks? Mm -hmm. That's all I could think of here. Like, stupid, (laughs) sexy Raston. Right, it jumps about for a bit. Yeah. Maybe too long.
0: (laughs) Uh, And it does his little pew-pew lasers as well.
1: Yeah. Tegan calls the fake...
0: I really want a... A new who writer to have a cracker updating the Raston Warrior <laughs> robots.
1: I don't even know what they are. They're like...
0: I really love it.
1: Right. Um, yeah, Tegan calls fake Hartnell Doc and he hates it. And it turns out the Castellan had a chest with the Black Scrolls of Rassilon. Oh, and when yeah. they open it, they ignite. He denies Convenient. all knowledge, but they're going to use the Mind Probe.
0: No, not the mind probe.
1: Okay. I love
0: that line reading because
1: it's just so flat. Now, Castellan is killed and Davison's like, right, I'm going to go sort this out. But he's not allowed to leave until the case is solved. Yeah. And I've put at this point, the Lord President appears to be evil somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's like,
0: I mean, like they're doing the whole like, oh, it's a consp- it's like a political conspiracy. But it's it's not subtle, is it? Like, I mean, I guess it's, it's not dissimilar to our own current government where, you know, we all know that, um, you know, the the, um, the prime minister is just openly corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> but um, everyone's just like, "Oh, what could be what could the matter be? It certainly can't be the prime minister at fault here. um yeah it's it's that kind of situation, isn't it? Like he's obviously shifty in this, yeah. like from the off.
1: now here's a sentence, David. when I yes. wrote, woke up this morning, I didn't foresee myself writing. Probably the greatest single note I made today.
0: I'm I'm so ready for it, Matt.
1: Troughton dynamites a Yeti. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. No. Okay. Then they find a door. Mm-hmm. Susan and Turlow think that Cybermen are breaking into the TARDIS. And the Ruston then begins uh, fighting the Cybermen. Mm-hmm. Pertwig conveniently finds exactly what it is he needs to escape. <laughs> yes. Okay.
0: Again, it's 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 that's again that choose your own adventure flavor, isn't it? Yeah. Like, how convenient is it that that stuff was just there?
1: So, whilst Davison thinks the Castellan was framed, Pertwee ziplines to a tower. And yeah. it's almost as though Elizabeth Sladen hadn't practised this scene, and it really is John Pertwee telling her what to do. Because he's like, put your foot <laughs> over there. Now take my hand, push yourself up, there you go. Um, I was just like, is she actually doing this right? Or is he losing his temper?
0: <laughs> I have no idea, but uh, I mean, again, like <sighs> Perry is so good, is it? Like you couldn't, uh, no, no slight on any of the other Doctors in this story. You couldn't imagine any of them ziplining to to Rattamon's tomb. too.
1: I, I said it on the live stream. I'll say it again today, David. Doctor Who didn't get good till Spearhead in Space.
0: It's an opinion. Yeah. And are you're, you're not the only one to, to, to have it, in all honesty. Yeah. You got a little wait until we're doing another Purley story though, Matt, sorry. Mm.
1: Right. Uh Fake Hartnell and Tegan enter the tower, and Fake Hartnell just throws some coins about for a bit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh
1: the master appears and walks straight across the trap that shoots lightning down onto some sort of checkerboard floor. Yes. And it turns out it kills the Cybermen. I thought it was that it just attacks metal. And that's why it zapped the coin and the Cybermen. But, but no. It turns out it's as easy as pie. Yeah. Now this bit. Yeah. Fake Hartnell talks for ages and it's like going, Pi, three point one four. Why, well, I've noticed the mathematical pattern to escape this trap. Mm-hmm. He walks in a perfectly straight line. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like the master uh, that new handsome master skips his way across, he's ducking, he's weaving. It's brilliant. Yeah. Right. Old man Hartnell just I'll oh, just go in a straight line. No no acting required here.
0: <laughs> Again, he's just there to pick up his paycheck. Yeah. He's like, I, I sort of look a bit like William Hartnell. What more do you want from me, lads?
1: Yeah.
0: Can we just get this done so I can go home?
1: Right. Davison looks for <laughs> Barusa, but he's yeah. vanished. And the mind of Rassilon begins impacting on Sarah Jane and Pertwee. Mm-hmm. Because they see Mike and Liz. Ah,
0: Nice to have them back as well for a oh, minute.
1: Oh, it's good to see Liz. One of the better companions from Classic Who. Definitely. Right? They try to trick him. But they're phantoms. Tricks of the mind. Oh. That that is such a dramatically delivered line. Where he's like, no, you're not real. You're phantoms. Tricks of the mind. Uh, (laughs) And then they just scream. Yeah. And Liz just screams a little bit too much for my liking. Yeah.
0: It's creepy, though. It's effective.
1: Okay. Now, Troutman and the Brig hear a scream. And this time, it's Jamie and Zoe. Yeah. Now, if Sarah Jane's wearing bin bags, Zoe's wearing bubble wrap. <laughs> yep. Okay. Now, again, they're just phantoms. The Doctor explains that they can't be real. And they just sort yes. of walks past.
0: It's, I mean, it's sort of problematic because it's exact reasoning for... Um, why they can't be real is stuff that he should only know if it takes place after his regeneration story. Oh, really? <laughs> because yeah, basically he's referencing events in his final episode, and this was like, how can you know this, Doctor? Because this is clearly before you have regenerated into Bertie. Oh, right. So um, that's some like I mean, there's, there's theories you can imagine there's theories, but uh, it's ultimately it's just Derek Terence couldn't be asked. <laughs>
1: Right. Well, Davison finds a harp lock. Yeah. And Tegan and Fake Hartnell finally enter the tomb of Rassilon, where they meet Pertwee and Sarah Jane and Troughton and the Brig. Yeah. And they read a big inscription. They discuss the immortality ring of Rassilon. Oh. But this whole time the master's been eavesdropping and wants the ring for himself. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the master talks for a little bit until pow, brigadier judo chop.
0: Come on, that's a good moment. And the way he says, oh, "What's the line?" It's something like, uh, "Nice to see you again." And then chop, bunk, bunk. Yeah. It's yeah. It's ah, uh, uh, you got you've got to love the brig.
1: I prefer I the master. The <laughs> Why not both? No, if they were fighting, if I was there, I'd probably stick a leg out, trick the brigadier up. <laughs> Just side with the master. He's yeah. such a hunk. He's gorgeous. Right. Um, so I, I will be honest.
0: I was not expecting when we started this uh, record that you were going to be quite so besotted with Anthony Hagley.
1: Oh, he's unreal. He's absolutely... That is not, some, not
0: something I could have predicted. Right. Uh, is it the goatee?
1: I don't know. Like, he just looks a bit like... Who's the old master?
0: Uh, Roger Delgado. Yeah, he
1: looks like him, but better. Like, he's just, just like he's a stunning. He's version. absolutely yeah. stunning. He's got those baby blue eyes. <laughs> right. Davison unlocks the harp door and finds the Lord President with all the toys from earlier. Yeah. Because Barossa. well That is...
0: Can I say that that puzzle with you know to open the, the the door to your secret hideaway like come off it don't have a harp and then a painting with someone playing the harp with the exact notes you need to like come on that is David, not
1: a good security system David that is literally every puzzle from every resident evil game <laughs> yeah okay Right, Yeah. so yeah, he goes in, Barusa basically says, look, I'm going to be the president forever, I don't want to retire, I'm going to live yeah. forever, I'm going to be immortal. Uh,
0: worth noting at this point, President Barusa has been appearing on and off for a few years at this point with Gallifrey set stories um, and has been portrayed by four different actors at this point. Okay. So we get the sense that he is someone who's, who has been clinging on to power for some time through multiple regenerations.
1: Right, okay. Right. Pertwee reverses the polarity of the neutron flow. hey So they can summon the TARDIS. And mm-hmm. it disappears just as the Cybermen are going to blow it up. So the Cybermen's plan to take the TARDIS was to just blow it up. Genius. Yeah. Right. Barusa demands that the Doctor follows him and can all of a sudden control the Doctor's will. The TARDIS lands in the tomb, and Susan and Turlo exit. None of the more modern incarnations of the Doctor are that bothered about seeing Susan. Mm-hmm. I thought they'd have at least said hello. Right. Uh, Troughton calls... Barbosa or Barusa, whatever his name is. Sorry,
0: can you can you repeat your last note? Because I, I I just completely zoned out for a second. Sorry, Matt, my brain's right not in gear today. We just get back a wee bit,
1: right?
0: Because I feel like I probably should have reacted with more than a mm, because I wasn't listening to what you were actually saying. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate.
1: Cheers. Sorry. Right, the TARDIS lands in the tomb. Yeah. Susan and Turlo exit and go into the tomb and none of the more modern incarnations of the Doctors are that fussed about seeing Susan. They don't even say hello.
0: Yeah, that is... Um, again, it's... I mean, is it just that they didn't think about it? They didn't really... It. it what? Something I will, will say, I think, is noticeable with the way they handle the concept of multiple inclinations of the Doctor in this story is that they seem to be almost like... set. They treat them more as separate entities. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, they are just different people. Um, which I think is interesting, but certainly different to how we tend to think about regeneration within yoo where there is much more of an emphasis on continuity and thinking about, you know... I'm thinking, for example, the way um, the 12th Doctor recalls the events of Pfizer of Pompeii in uh, The Girl Who Died and things like that. And you really got the sense that this is the same person living multiple lifetimes yeah. in different incarnations. Whereas here it's just like, they basically treat each other as though they are different people. And yeah, it's like the, the other doctor just like, oh, yeah, that's it. It's your granddaughter. She's not our granddaughter. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, she kind of is, mate. Anyway, yeah. Right. And also, it, it, is it that or is it just, that again, Terence Dix didn't have time or couldn't be asked to kind of think through the implications of it. It was just like, look, I, 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 it keeps changing in terms of who I'm even going to be putting in this script. I'm just going to bang this out as quick as I can.
1: Right. Davison and Barusa end- arrive in the tomb mm-hmm. and all the doctors close their eyes, which allows Davison to break free. Yeah. At this point, Rassilon speaks.
0: Oh, hey, He's a
1: big old head. He is. Okay. And whilst they all say Barusa does not deserve the ring, Fake Hartnell says he does. Because oh. part of the inscription says, is it something like, he who wins will lose, and those who lose shall win, or something like mm. that. Yeah. Okay. This is
0: very D&D, this, isn't it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the weird 2 eyes?
0: Um... Well, I mean, we'll, we'll get to them in a second, won't we? Yeah,
1: because when he puts on the ring, turns out it was all a big trap. Ha-ha. <laughs> and Barossa, Barusa, whatever his name is, is now yeah. sealed within Rassilon's tomb. Quite literally yeah. becomes part of the tomb.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's like that old chestnut, isn't it? Because it's basically punishment for desiring immortality you know um and i in some ways it reminds me of that old chestnut things people say that you know the the perfect political system is one where you know the person that becomes your, your prime minister your president is someone who doesn't actually seek power because the inherent flaw in any democracy is that in order to get to that level of power you you're a, you 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 have to be a power-hungry person and that's not the person you actually want to be making decisions for your country. Um, so it, it almost feels like, like that in a way, like d- desiring immortality is in itself such a flaw that it deserves this sort of... Um, uh, this fitting punishment.
1: Mm. Yeah. So once Barusa's dealt with... Rassilon agrees to return everyone to their own time. But not before they have a little chat. They all say goodbye, yep. and the time scoop sends them home. Yeah. Okay. Now, the episode ends with the Gallifrey and Guard appearing, mm-hmm. and saying that the Doctor can't just leave just yet, he has to report on the events that occurred here. As he's now President-elect of Gallifrey,
0: Yes, indeed. Now, this is, in, in again, in reference to something, a, a story you've not seen yet. Basically, it's not the first time that the Doctor has basically been told he's president of Gallifrey and uh, he's not keen on that idea.
1: He is later on.
0: Uh, yes. Loves he loves he... it. <laughs> well, is he not president of, of Earth?
1: Now, doesn't he usurp the throne in Hellbent?
0: Oh, you know, he probably does at one point. I can't remember. Hellbent's a mess. Yeah. Like a a fun mess, but a mess.
1: (laughs) Right. So, he runs off into the TARDIS. He says, oh, I'll see you back on Gallifrey. I'm going to go and take the TARDIS there. Mm -hmm. And when they say, doctor, you're running away from your own people in a broken down TARDIS, he says, isn't that how it all started?
0: Yes indeed. Yeah. There we
1: nice. go. Nice little ending. Yeah. Not bad. I didn't mind this. We didn't do ratings. I'd probably give this good episode. Oh,
0: yeah, we didn't, did we? Yeah. I I'd say good episode some bad bits. It's not perfect, but also but also like the 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 flaws are so forgivable. Because it is being done in just a sense of joy and celebration and it doesn't take itself too seriously everyone's just having a bit of a knees up really with this story and uh yeah like it it manages to give each of the doctors their little moments and things that are distinct and feel right for their particular incarnations and you know we get to mix up the companions a little bit which is always nice yeah it's a good one it's a good one for sure
1: yeah i can honestly say i didn't mind this one i watched quite a lot of it I broke it up into two sittings but yeah it was alright
0: yeah I mean I I still I I wouldn't be giving it to anyone as their first Doctor Who story though because it's uh, yeah it's a bit too much isn't it too many Doctors just pick one
1: right I'm just going to finish the beans David just want to make sure we get that recorded
0: Mm. delightful Ah. done Congratulations!
1: Yeah, I seem to remember when I did this last year, I did fish fingers and custard, whilst you did beans.
0: Uh, You did them. You did them uh, on another occasion. Yeah,
1: you're an absolute snake. You've got away with this.
0: (laughs) I'm sure I'll get my comeuppance in due course.
1: Mm, We shall see. Right, before we go, David. Yes. Do you want to tell people what they can look forward to in the next couple of weeks? So,
0: uh, so next uh, next week, um, our usual episode release date will be Christmas Day. Mm. So we've got something very special lined up for that. We're going to be talking about uh, The Curse of Fatal Death. Should be fun. Yes, indeed. I mean, I know it's fun. Because Who we've knows what we're going to it.
1: discuss on that one, David. I'm looking forward to the recording. <laughs>
0: uh and then there'll be a little christmas present um in the week between uh curse of fatal death and um uh our next regularly scheduled episode and i won't tell you what's going to be in that one Mm -hmm. because that's going to be a little surprise i think and then our first episode uh, our our first episode of the new year will be going out new year's day and It's going to be real self-indulgent. You think the last few weeks have been self-indulgent, listeners? You ain't heard nothing yet. Do we tell them what it is, Matt? May as well. It's Christmas. Uh, May as well. Uh, We're going to do Desert Island Discs. It's uh, our take on Desert Island Discs. We both uh, choose a few uh, pieces of music that are special to us, have a little chat about them. You'll uh, get to hear some clips of those uh, for context. Um, And we had a really lovely time doing it. Not much Doctor Who chat, so... I don't understand if you skip that one, listeners, have a week off. But we had a lot of fun doing it, and it was nice to do something a little bit different. Um, and then normal service will be resumed the week after, and we will be discussing uh, Spyfall Part 1, the first episode of Series 12.
1: Uh, who who can wait? Uh, Not me.
0: I, I mean, I, I can. I'm looking forward to having a couple of weeks off and enjoying my Christmas, Matt. I don't know yeah. about you.
1: It's my favourite part of the pod.
0: Yeah. The two I weeks thinking, where we don't record. I might not even watch any Doctor Who over Christmas. You're gonna have to watch the New Year's one. Oh I'll watch that one obviously, but other than that like I'm 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 doing McCoy at the moment and I don't know. I'm halfway through Happiness Patrol. I'll probably finish off the Happiness Patrol. Um I don't know. I'd quite like to watch some other stuff on Britbox I started CAD file a while ago. I'm only a couple of episodes into that.
1: Oh, yeah. how's just... that going?
0: Oh, I really like it. It's good stuff. Derek Jacobi. You can't go wrong.
1: Sounds good. Sounds yeah. good. Um, I've, been you, a, I've been watching. I've been watching Magnet and Steel or whatever it's called. <laughs>
0: Sapphire and Steel. That's the one. Yeah, it's good stuff, isn't it? Love my, ma- uh, <laughs> you got me saying it now, a uh, sapphire and steel. Yeah. 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 Right. Tell us, listeners, over Christmas, tell us what, what are your Christmas viewing plans? Let us know on Twitter.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's um, it for another year, David.
0: Yeah, I almost don't want it to end.
1: It's almost as um, though, like, you know, you don't know what you've got till it's gone.
0: Yeah. It's just kind of sad, isn't it? But anyway, yeah, don't worry, listeners. We'll be back in your your podcast feed on the regular over the Christmas period. And we're very much looking forward to getting stuck into more of uh, the Jodie Whittaker era in the new year. Uh, But until then, as always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for donating to the Winnie Bit Quiz. Thank you so much for your questions, for your support, for your tweets. uh, All of it. This has been such a wonderful year for our podcast we've had such a great time doing it yeah uh, and from the bottom of my heart i really appreciate it
1: but that thanks does not apply to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> all right so thanks everyone else but that yeah. one person doesn't receive any of our thanks
0: <sighs> all right then uh until next time thanks very much for listening and
1: cheerio bye now for listening to Neither the Time Nor the Space if you wish to contact us our email address is timenorspacepod at gmail.com and on Twitter we are at time nor space Pod.
0: and thank you to Alexander Urban for his smashing arrangement of the Doctor Who theme.